Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to our podcast. Um, the episode for today or the topic that we are planning to talk about today is a big one. It is labor shortage in manufacturing and what to do about it. And I guess this year has been one that is that could be defined by uncertainty and complications all over the manufacturing sector. And one of the most painful um, points that we hear from leaders in, in manufacturing is there's this crazy labor shortage and we have no idea what to do about it. Um, and, and I guess it only complicates um, with what's happening now in the in, in overall to the macro factors into into the economy. But this this single problem has still still yet to be solved. And I, I guess companies are only beginning to understand uh, the depth of it and uh, yeah, and to figure out what what to do about it. So yeah, we have today with us uh, again my usual co-host Yasin. Um, what's your what's your thoughts and some um, some wisdom of nuggets about it? Yeah, well, um, yeah, I I've seen the stat, but I've also seen like in the actual um, uh, shop floor or like a procurement office how it looked like, um, and yeah, there's a big labor shortage like everywhere, like. Uh, uh, especially in procurement, everywhere you look, they're hiring, um, and people are like leaving quite uh, often. Um, and uh, manager are usually uh, they're usually stressed out because uh, they're always missing someone. They're always short staffed, and they are always like interviewing people, but like not no one. It's hard if everybody's hiring. It's hard to uh, to attract even like big 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 executive like uh, enterprise. Um, like uh, it was this big company who were in their, off their office and they were saying like, oh, uh, it's the younger generation. They don't want to work anymore and stuff. And I was like, nah, I've seen everyone. Like it, it seems to be like all across the board, um, but also in the shop floor, like um, it, it's it's a, it's very widespread. Um, and um, uh, yeah, it just it's just everywhere, at least in Quebec, that's like to all of the company that I've seen in, in, in Quebec and in Ontario. Um, it seems to be uh, it seems to be pretty bright spread, but um, there's varying degree at which like companies are were affected. And I found some that were um, less affected than others. Um, but I also like like went to shop where it was super bleak. Um, other shop were like busting with uh, uh, and bubbling with activities, and the the, the hiring was not an issue. Um, so I think there's there's many factor um, coming into it. It's just not like it's not just like there's not enough people. Um, I think there's a few a uh, few component to it, but for sure there's a currently labor shortage in manufacturing, um, and if we don't do anything about it, it's just not going to be good. Uh, in the future yeah yeah definitely definitely um so yeah let's 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 break this one down as usual as we do um what's uh based on some of the stats that i saw like over 60 percent um said that because of labor shortage they're not able to scale as fast as they were willing to scale and um, they have had to delay their shipments delay delivery to 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 their end customers 
Um, 60, more than 60% also said that they had to increase hours for their current staff just to compensate um, compensate for what was uh, happening because of, of not having enough people on the ground. And more than 50, almost 50% had to increase their wages or of the current staff to be able to to retain them. Um, what are yes, and in your in your in your uh, interactions, I would and I would love to have both an objective and a subjective uh, opinion on this. Like, why is it difficult uh, to have talent, or why is it difficult to hire talent, especially in the manufacturing industry? What are some of the some of the top reasons that you've seen? Um, yeah, yeah, very uh, very good um, good point, and I've seen this like. Uh, um uh, uh all of the strategies you see i've seen to what extent uh was it was happening um but like for uh objectively i think the top reason is like wages and uh, just the quality of of um of the work um i think that's a big one like, because if you if you crank up the wage by 10 time you're gonna hire a lot of folks no matter what the job is um and if you uh, increase the quality of of the life and work um that would be good also but they can't most company can't just like check up the price the the the, the wage by 10 times because they need to get like 10 times more job in in order to do that right um even then uh not necessarily because the scale is not uh isn't exponential it's really linear um so that's that's not that's not a possibility. So what I've seen uh, a company doing is that they uh, improve the intangible. So for instance, um, uh, some one of them like renovated their stuff and had a gym in the thing. Uh, another company like people didn't work on Friday afternoon. Um, others were doing like very very cool stuff where they they were automatizing a, a lot of stuff or people were spending like something like 20 percent of their time just like on uh robotic experiment and stuff like that um yeah people are doing this and then some others were like uh, leaning heavily on on um on uh, uh teaching and then uh, upskilling everyone giving them their certification and all of this jazz um but still it's very hard right and it has to do with like how these these companies are set up like to get more job in they need to have more people right otherwise they can't um and these people need to be skilled in some sort of fashion so it, it reduced the amount of people that they can have and some of the perk they can't compete with so if someone was is checking like oh should i work in this company which is fully remote or like i can go whenever i want or this one where i have no choice but to come in because i need to do physical stuff um, you you can't compete with that. So you need to have people that are actually interested into this thing and are just like not very interested uh, stuff like that. Um, so th there's all of these these components, and some of these companies are in random places, uh, random initial sector because it's strategic and stuff. Uh, one of them um, was an hour away from uh, where uh, Montreal, and I was meeting someone that lived literally next door to me. Um, and I was like, wow, so you're doing an hour commute uh, both ways every day. And he was like, yeah, but um, it's not too bad for now, but uh, that's how it is, right? So in a, in a week, 14 hours, 
Yeah, sorry. Ten hours are just gone for this guy. He's just in his car. Um, so if he get an offer a similar job somewhere else, um, with less commute, they may may think about it, right? But this this company has no choice but to be there um, because of their shipment and all of this stuff. So um, objectively, I think it's the wage and the quality of life. Um, and subjectively, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, um, uh, that people are doing and, and, and testing out, um, but the the way they are structured make it so that they can't just do uh, do the, the the improvement to attract more talent. Awesome. All right. So let's let's break then that break that down one by one. So one of the points you mentioned earlier, um, which I I really want to sort of dive deep into, is the um, the demographics, right? So. Now we know baby boomers and Generation X are receding from the labor force, and it's mostly mill millennials and Gen Z. And millennials and Gen Z, for those of you who don't know, is like people ranging from 18 to, I would say now, 40 years old. Um, and they're becoming the most eligible candidates for this industry, while um, um, inherently they have this innate mistrust and misinterpretation, I would say, or misperception of this industry to start off with. And there was this interesting, I, I think I was reading it somewhere, like our our grandfather's generation, um, their main focus when it came to work was mostly survival. So they would like take a beating, do whatever the employer does, and they would take it because for them, it was just about surviving. Our father's generation was mostly about standard of living. They wanted to provide, again, good quality education and all of this basic stuff um, to the kids, but they would take anything from their employer, right? So if the employer, if, if a boss is really harsh and even physically harsh, they would still be okay with it because for them providing the standard of living was, I guess, the most important aspect. Since those two generations took care of that for us or for millennials and Gen Z, um, uh, this generation doesn't care about those two things. It's mostly about quality of living and it's mostly about how meaningful the job is. So even if, I guess if sometimes, even if you pay more to this generation, you're gonna say, wait, um, is it really what I want to do? And is it really meaningful work? And is it really something um, that I aspire to do? And this becomes very difficult for employers to satisfy this kind of need, right? Because it's unprecedented. None of the previous generations was, was uh was doing this um so i think that this is one of those topics like if you look at the reality this is what the majority of the workforce is and if as an employer um you're still in that traditional mindset and saying hey no 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 i'm gonna call four friends and we're gonna figure this out um of who to hire then best of luck that's that's where in the current market that's that's what's going to happen so what's your thoughts about demographics and and specifically i would love to like uh, learn from you from your experiences like how can employers um make this sector sexy for for this generation yeah so on the first point i think uh, um there's definitely a cultural shift on the on the um what's i'd say it uh, um what's a, a good uh um uh, kind of work environment, and I think it has, like, yes, it has to do with um, the culture, maybe the cultural aspect of the the generation. Uh, but I, I, I truly believe it also has to do with like uh, people are not dumb, right? They they know 
these jobs that are super comfortable and that people that are skilled can get are available and they exist and the condition of work is pretty chill right so you think about like software engineer data scientist and like big fang organization um that's it that's like this is it you get paid what five like half a million a year um you can work like maybe what 30 hours every week since you're so skilled no one will fire you and then you have a very comfortable life and a very comfortable job um truly do truly depending on your on your skill set you wind this back like uh, i don't know 15 years ago it's kind of it was not heard of right it's not uh it's not something that uh um that 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 really was in people's mind i think that's it that this is a uh uh, this this had a profound impact in the in the in the in this cultural uh, generation and um if you if if it had an impact and people seen that this was possible and that the employer were treating their their um, uh, employee well um the way to retain this is just to like show to the world hey, look we're doing this we're doing that for the employees and then other company follow suit and then the whole market shift towards treating your employee well. So if you go into a company that doesn't treat you well, like, I mean, you're not going to take it, right? You're like, okay, man, okay, for what? 10K more? Is it worth my time? I'm stressed right now. No, nah, not really, right? So um, this, and we have much, much more choice than ever before, right? Um, like a lot more. And the pandemic kind of showed it. Because uh, I remember like, well, like one, two years before the pandemic, like remote work and stuff. Um, it, was, it, was, it was hard to wrap our head around and, and uh, things like that. Some companies were doing it, but we were like, oh, those are special. But then the pandemic hit and then it was a forced remote setup. Not the perfect one, but the forced one. Um, but like, if you look, it's, we're past this a bit in time. It still stays and it's just that the whole world is, is more connected now in terms of like where you can work. Um, so I think this also had a profound impact about like um, uh, about the level of tolerance of I don't know bullshit that the um, employees were willing to take. So what I've seen concretely in, with the manufacturing sector is um, they're trying to lean very hard on uh, on um, um, giving much more to the employees. So. Uh, to do that, um, the best one I've seen uh, were actually um, training um, the employees, just like upskilling them from no one, from from like not no one, but like not um, no credential, just like someone that wanted to work on this and needed a job. They were upskilling them like crazy, um, and the idea is that if I do this, they will be like uh, grateful and they will stay for a long time. Um, so they went from um, uh, using skilled labor to uh, a little shop that creates skilled labor. That's an interesting trend because the best one, the best shop I've seen, and with the um, that had no issue in hiring, um, the, the 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 shop was like uh, busting and bubbling with the uh, uh, activities. Um, the actual uh, sorry, noise. The actual uh, president was a teacher. And he was bringing his student here, and at some point he was hiring them, right? Um, and 
uh, he kept kept like training them over time. So this was one aspect. Second aspect I've seen is that um, some job in manufacturing is just like straight up boring if it's the same thing and there's not like any kind of uh, mental um, stimulation going. Um, so what I've seen also is that um, uh, the shop floor manager also uh, relying heavily on innovation and um, um, uh, research, research uh, uh, in this in 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 whatever um, sector they're 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 working on to stimulate uh, intellectually their their folks. Um, so they have like uh, uh, improvement project that they bring in there anyone from their shop that is interested in this um i've seen a um a shop where they were doing like some some pretty advanced robotic thing um with their their employees they were trying to figure out how to figure this do this this uh, automation so that the uh, uh the employee that had the worst job of like welding and cutting to that uh, big uh, vent um didn't have to do it so that's a trend I've seen. They, like there was a shift from just like using skilled labor to actually like producing skilled labor uh, in the manufacturing space. Yeah, definitely. I think um, uh, it's also a factor of like introduction of technology that has sort of blurred the line between white and blue collars job. And I guess despite popular belief based on our interactions with manufacturing, I, I wouldn't say manufacturing is or is that antique Victorian relic that the public considers it to be. There's some heavy investment that happens in technology within the manufacturing um, sector. It's a different conversation whether that investment pays off the same way as it should. But generally, most companies are embracing and evolving in technology, spending billions of dollars to um, adopt technologies that can um, help uh, them move forward uh, better. And I guess after all, somebody has to operate these tools, right? And, and must have the required uh, skills because technology cannot function in a vacuum um, overall. And uh, I guess you need to have that kind of um, workforce, which is tech savvy, as well as is willing to do that um, that kind of work. And I think uh, you gave a good, interesting example of like companies investing um, and, and actually potential future employees, I would say. It's like an investment when you bring somebody who's not as skilled and you're trying to fill up that skill gap by investing this time into mentoring, into training this person. Um, um, how's the, how, how, uh, I'd be, I would be interested to know how long was were they running that project for and how successful was it uh, in both the short and the long term for them? Yeah, uh, we talked to the manager that was there and he was running this for like, uh, it's been three months that he was running this and they were making some headways. But he was saying like, um, I'm always bringing um, stuff that is stimulating for my team because I need that. I need that to um, to keep them engaged and to have them like want to come to work and stuff. Um, so uh, he had this running, um, that was like continuous improvement stuff. But um, this person, and I've seen this a bit uh, in other industry, um, they were get, they were bringing jobs um, that might not like bring them the most cash, um, but uh, were um, complex enough that it was it was uh, it was a challenge for the team. Um, and this this these were the good shops that I've seen. Um, the other trend also I've seen that um, um, 
especially in space where like yeah you can upskill someone but like it will like he will take a while then to to get up speed like some 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 uh aerospace manufacturing shops uh mostly um the factory the manufacturer aerospace component uh one thing that i've seen is that they have no choice but to um introduce robotics into their shop right um introduce robotic and like um uh, machines that they can do much more uh, uh with less personnel so like one guy can with a station control tree like super expensive machine that can do like super super cool stuff but there's only one guy that need to do that um same thing for like a robotic uh, uh, component that just like replace some folks um or able to do the same thing for way longer in time there was like this machine that they put uh just a robotic arm that was connected to the cnc thing and it was also doing the quality measurement and then calibrating the machine at the same time so basically you could run like 24 hours um all the time right um this is a trend that i've seen that is very interesting um because it it's it's another way of fighting labor shortage by not having to hire any anyway right but what i think it will it's it's pushing for is like even more skilled labor that you have to train because your thing will might be custom um but it's a kind of more exciting it's a it's a bit more exciting to work in a in an environment like this um and uh the 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 shop owner just has to deal with robots not necessarily to like figure out and get like someone to do the boring jobs and bringing them in um I've, I've seen that it's now something that people are are heavily thinking about uh automation and it's funny because what um four years from now ago we're like uh, oh, uh, uh robotic and automation will like steal our jobs no one wants these jobs it's not like uh everybody's banging at the door to get them like literally people still have open thing right uh to to get people they're still interviewing and then they are not able to get the folks in uh, and they still figure try to figure out how to make this robot uh arm work with their setup i've seen none that worked right almost none that were up and running and it was just like all automated they're struggling to make it operate because it's the only way for them to make their 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 capacity higher um while try, trying to still uh, still hire um uh, folks um so that's another trend i've seen um uh, uh in in company that's uh that can't really uh, upskill that much or don't have the luxury of like waiting uh, a long time until uh, people are up to speed uh, definitely definitely and, and i think despite again despite popular belief the net uh result of automation has increased the number of jobs overall um, because again, somebody has to build this technology. Somebody has to know how to operate it. Somebody has to deploy it, implement it. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, one interesting number or fact to look at is like, especially when we talk about Canada, um, Canada was suffering even before the pandemic with the labor shortage in this area. So I guess what the pandemic did is it only made it worse. Um, and I and I and I would love to like touch a bit upon upon the point that you mentioned about um, people uh, automation and people not wanting to do those jobs. I guess it's introduced a bit of shift in the market of when you introduce robotics. Now you, as an employer, you cannot 
pay a minimum wage plus adding some benefits there or some extra because the type of talent you want to bring in is a different different breed altogether. Um, that's the one side of it, right? So employers need to sort of start thinking about um, how can they get this talent? How can they retain this talent without um, burning their financial um, 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 savings or whatever financial status? And on the other hand, um, for employees, these industries are like for them, it's like, hey, I'm not going to go and work for a grandpa industry or an antique industry, which has no technology. And it's just like still using pen and paper to organize stuff. So even for the employers or, or prospective employers who are like um, um, thinking about robotics or data scientists or, or, or people of those folks who we know Google, the, the fang of the world is going to take them away um, from uh, or, or the top talent. It's also a shift, and it's also difficult for them to make this judgment. Hey, I'm going to go and work for this manufacturing company outside of uh, Montreal or Toronto. So, yeah, well, how, um, what do you, how do you see this first of all, and do you think it's a it's it's a real problem, and what can both sides do to sort of uh, offset the effect? And uh, yeah, because at the end. I think a backbone of any economy is manufacturing. If manufacturing is happening in an economy, that's how the economy actually moves forward. Um, uh, so yeah, it's it's it, the shortage is gonna hurt the country in the longer run if we don't figure this out soon. Yeah, but uh, um, it's very interesting uh, um, uh, thought that you're you're following here. Um, but I I think that was gonna be alright. I think that's <laughs> it's not gonna be that bad. Things gonna be fine. Um, just because of the fact that, like, uh, some setup you can eliminate like um, a few people at the, at, at at once, um, and on top of this, you can increase the capacity. So what it means is that that that's kind of the bottleneck right now. Is that like um, um, there's a lot of um, there's a labor shortage, right? So the people want to hire people, um, not for fun. Right? They want to hire people to increase their capacity in manufacturing to get more job in, because that's the other pressure there is. There's more jobs for the manufacturing companies. Um, and this is the thing that was very interesting for me. And I was, I was puzzled. I was like, can't you guys just like work more <laughs> and then just get these job in so that you can grow the company and then just get more people? Um, but because there's a rate limiting of hiring actual human being to do the job, they can't get as much job as they wanted, like the, the manufacturing company. So they can't increase their their revenue. Um, so that was very interesting. And then if you can't solve the get, getting more labor, what you're going to do is just optimize the job that will come in. So you're going to specialize yourself, right, um, to be even more efficient with the with the the, the the labor that you have um so um if i foresee what's going to happen there's going to be a super specialization on uh, especially in canada because in the us already started a while ago um of manufacturing shop they will over specialize into one thing which is a good thing because they're going to be able to do it for cheaper much higher quality faster everything will be good right so that would be one thing because in this setup then you can introduce robotic, and then you can like uh, introduce things which, uh, uh, if it's always the same kind of component coming in, and then you can pump it out in the other way. There's a way to program this and uh, and uh, figure a, f a few robots to uh, 
to do the core um, core setup manipulation. Um, so that's one trend. Um, and then what will happen is that since you can get like uh, your 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 thing set up in such a way that it's more automatic, technically you can increase the capacity because it doesn't have to be nine to five with like a, a some some pause in the middle. They can work weekends and stuff. Um, so that's kind of how I see uh, the 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 movement happening. So if you need to hire human being to be there and then to just like figure it out how to make the setup work, monitor it and whatnot, you can pay a high price. It doesn't matter because you can both increase your capacity uh, in a scalable fashion and um, uh, get more revenue in because you have less people to um, to 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 handle. Um, so yeah, I see that this will be the trend that will 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 come in. I already seen it the, the specialization just because they they could. Like one company told me, um, um, we don't need more job. We're like a year and a, a half booked, right? Doesn't matter. But we are willing to drop some of the job with some of our clients because we're not the right guy. With like somebody else could do it, and it's gonna be like just fine. But we could bring in like these other type of jobs for us, which will uh, maximize our revenue because we know how to do these things very easily. Our setup are made for that. Um, so it's already happened. Um, people are thinking about it. And then there's a pressure on both sides, both monetary to get more uh, revenue in because the jobs are there. And um, the negative pressure of, I can't hire anyone. So um, yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's my prediction. <laughs> Oh, cool. So, yeah, uh, I was hoping to cover this topic in today's discussion, but I think we've only touched the surface of like um, why this problem exists and what are the reasons. I guess it's a topic that will continue because it's an important one. I think uh, given the current scenario and what all is happening, um, it's it's an interesting topic. Also, um, one interesting thing is like I know some manufacturing companies they've seen this shift in tech of like all layoffs and everything happening and they're completely doubling down and hiring people from from those uh, who are getting uh, getting let go and it's it's an interesting tactic especially if you want to get high class talent they're they're using all those sorts of stuff so yeah we've we've got a lot to discuss on this topic and i, I think we want to start get into the the solution part of what what needs to be done about this so stay tuned uh, for our next podcast we're going to continue this topic uh, over the next uh, few episodes. Um, yeah, and thank you everybody for joining us today. Don't forget to hit subscribe and yeah, have a wonderful rest of your day, week, evening. Hey everyone, thank you, Ahmed.